0: Well, good morning everyone. It's, uh, it's a joy, it's an honour to be here with you today. Uh, my name is Dave, Dave Wiley. Um, I'm from, well, I'm traditionally from Lurgan. I helped to lead within Emmanuel Church in Lurgan, but I got married to uh, a Moira girl. And as many t- things happen, I no longer live in Largan, I now live in Moira, um, well redirected by my wife out that way. And um, yeah, it's, it's a blessing to be back here. I've been, been here a couple of times before speaking in Bethany. Um, many people here as part of the church fellowship here that we, um, I know well, and part of a relationship with. Ian also is a great friend, support to us. And Emmanuel, he keeps us right in many, many different ways. <laughs> when we sometimes uh, have lots of questions, Ian is there to support us. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's just it's just a blessing just to be with you this morning. And today, I, I'm delighted to be able to speak on this topic of rest of Sabbath. Uh, as part of your Jesus in Everything series, isn't that right? Yeah, I, I, I just, I'm sure Dave did put that in the email only, just picked that up as it was being announced by Alan this morning, but Jesus in Everything. And what, what, a, what a joy it is for us to be able to ask ourselves, Jesus, how do we actually see you and identify you in so much that we can just go through a normality of, and particularly when it comes to areas like Sabbath, particularly as we go through some of the rhythms that we have in church, we can become so familiar that we can almost lose the fullness and the beauty and the essence of what Jesus wants to lead us into. And so this, this area of rest and Sabbath, if I'm being honest, it's been one of my favorite topics to teach on over the last number of years. And so when Dave emailed me, I was like, yes, it's one of those ones, you know, when you're, you're given a topic to speak on, and you're like, I love t- teaching on this topic. But what I want to say at the outset, and I want to be honest about this, um, And I'm going to cycle back around to this at the very end. While this is one of my favorite topics to teach on and has been one of the most beautiful rhythms for me and my family to live into, I am arriving with you today at a point where this has been a really intense year for us as a family. And if I'm being honest, this topic has been one of those areas, while it's one thing to know in my mind, it's an area that I haven't fully lived into over the last year. And at the very end, I want to just really just be open around what that has led to for me. But today, more than anything, I want us to open the Scriptures and to see what God teaches truthfully on this together. I'm going to just unpack different verses as we go through. There's not a set passage. Just Today, I want to look, at, suppose, just at the meta-narrative of Scripture, just what God speaks on this topic and allow us just to see the fullness of it. Can we pray together just as we start in? Jesus, I thank you that even as we have worshipped you this morning and we've sung those words, Jesus, you are Lord of all. I recognise, Lord, that it's that that in itself it's an easy, it's an easy thing to say. And yet, Jesus, I just pray that today that you would teach us afresh your ways what it is for us to live into, what it is for us to submit to, what it is for us to surrender to you afresh in your ways, particularly around this area of rest and Sabbath. I thank you that you are Lord, and God, I just pray that we would be a people that would be surrendered to you as Lord in this way and in these areas. And so God, I just pray that as we open scriptures today, I pray that you would just teach us your truth, fullness of truth. Jesus, thank you that when you were here, you said that you were the way, the truth, and the life. And even in this area of Sabbath and rest, I pray that you would teach us your ways today, Jesus. We look to you afresh, and we just pray, Lord, your blessing upon us. In your name, amen, amen. So yeah, I, I just wanted to be open. I suppose it's one of those ones that, I, while I was excited to teach on Sabbath, I recognized it could be really hypocritical for me to stand here and to say, here's all the things you should do, and to recognize that probably for the last number of months, which has been an intense period of time for us, we're actually... In the process, Dave, Dave and Sue had actually asked us for their, to their house for lunch, and I had to re- reply and say, Dave, I would love to, but this is our moving weekend for house. I've been living with my in-laws for the last eight months, and so you can imagine the, the strain that there's been even with that. Don't tell my in-laws I said that if you've ever spoken to them. Um, but just it has been just one of those years um, with lots and lots of different things going on, and yet I suppose for me it's the essence of taking my eye off what I recognize as the principle of Sabbath. And I stand here before you today, ready to teach the biblical truth and desiring to be open and honest about the reality of, of what this can lead to for us, but yet also the reality of what can happen when we don't step into the fullness. One of the areas you've probably heard Sabbath reference before has been in the Ten Commandments. And I'm going to be using this verse later on, but in Exodus chapter 20, this is where we read these words. It says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, and made it and called it holy. And the, the first point I want to reference this morning, I guess, in all of this, is, is a reminder and the truth that our bodies are precious unto the Lord. How we care for and nurture our bodies is an important part of our faith and our Christianity. How the Lord, how, how God is Father who has who loves us and has the best plans and intentions for us, part of what we even read, even in these laws that we see in Scripture, was God as a father trying to lead his people, almost, I would say this to our church, almost trying to take them by the hand and leading them step by step closer to his heart. Paul actually tells us this in Corinth, the reality and the truth about the significance of our bodies. He says this to the church in in Corinth in 1 Corinthians 6. He says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Honoring God with our body is a crucial part and a significant part of your faith. It's so easy for us and I'm not sure if this is what I... It's one, of those, uh, it's one of those times that I might have said this in the past. Calling ourselves Christian, particularly here in Northern Ireland, can be a really easy phrase and term to use. But yet calling ourselves disciples, followers of Jesus, the essence and fullness of what it really is to be a Christian that is submitted and surrendered to His ways in our lives and the reality with our bodies, as we were just led in worship this morning, as in our bodies that are now temples filled with the Holy Spirit. How we use our bodies day and daily is a crucial part of our faith journey. We have a huge responsibility how we use our bodies. The actual God who created all things, who redeems us, now finds home within us through his Holy Spirit. And so everything I simply say in this short time isn't so much about the things... That's not about saying this morning about how can you look better in your body or things like that. But it's how do we actually use our bodies in a life-giving way? As the God, his Father, who wants the best for you in your life, how do we use our bodies to honor God with them? And this is the first truth. Your body is a holy space. The Holy Spirit who resides within you, your body is a holy, is a holy space. And so part of what we read and we're going to go into this morning around the principle of Sabbath and about rest, was how God as Father was leading us as his people to use our bodies really well, because this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. There's lots of other guidelines he gives, but this is one of the crucial ones. Sabbath rest. What this, let me just say this has got nothing to do with Sabbath rest, but this is another important part for me. It's the Holy Spirit lives in us. It causes me to realize the responsibility in lots and lots and lots of different ways. And so this is part of how I would filter through, and I've said this to our church before as well, particularly as I've addressed maybe some of the younger people in church. But I realize that as the Holy Spirit lives in me, what I look at, I'm causing God to look at. What I listen to, I'm causing the Holy Spirit to look He lives in me. The things that I do with my body His spirit who lives within me is present in those moments. The reality of what it is that this is the temple of God. It's a serious matter. You see the significance of of how the children of Israel, they were so caught about the temple in Israel and yet Jesus was crucial about, no, this is the temple, our bodies that belong to us. And so how we use our bodies is crucial. And so this is a question, how am I caring for and nurturing life for this temple? And so with this, this is where we just come to our topic today, to look at the principle of rest. And the main practice around this that helps us to step into rest, let's focus a little bit more on rest later, is around this idea of Sabbath. I, I recognize i in Bethany Church this morning. I was brought up in, in, please don't throw me out for saying this, but I was brought up in the Free Presbyterian Church. And um, and yet I recognise the good godly grounding in the word that has been that has happened here over the years, and it was the same for me as well. And when I was taught on Sabbath over the years, it was it was a word that was spoken of. It was obviously we 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 practiced that on the Sunday. There was very much a, I was wouldn't say a harder way of doing it, but there was a stricter way of being able to just press into Sabbath in those ways. And yet, I didn't really have a true understanding of everything that Sabbath really was, if I'm being honest. I guess that's this morning what I want us to almost see afresh, the the essence of more than, this is something that we do more than just out of a religious way. Today, I want us to be able to see the fullness of life that actually the Father gives us through this. As a Father who loves us, this was a gift to us in Sabbath. And for me, growing up then, Sabbath, just there was lots and lots of different ways that we practiced as family. Maybe some of the ways that you would do it as well. So this was a day that we didn't go shopping. It was a day that we didn't watch TV. It was a day when we didn't play sports. And let me be honest, when I was a young fella, I remember one of the days, my cousin being around at our house, and um, he said, he was like, do you, want, do you want to go and kick, this is on a Sunday, and he said, do you want to go and kick football outside? And I remember thinking, shh, Am I allowed to do that? And he was like he was from a Christian family as well, and we were having this conversation, you know, what should we do? And I'm not being disrespectful, but we came to almost this brainwave thought that we could We'll, we'll go and play a game of football and then we'll ask Jesus to forgive us afterwards, was, was part of our thought. This, there was just such, if I'm being honest, just such a confusion even around the principle of Sabbath as a young boy, just growing up with it. And, and yet, the beauty of what it is, Jesus actually says these words to the church in Colossae. He says, so don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink, or for not celebrating certain holy days, or new moon ceremonies, or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality that is yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality. Everything that was in the the idea of Sabbath was pointing forward to Jesus. And yet Jesus is saying this, that it's not something about even the... The essence of the day in itself, which I'm going to unpack for us now, but yet everything in it that was going to be fulfilled in it. This was never about a system or a religious duty. This was about a person. It symbolized the one who was the Lord of the Sabbath, Jesus. And the reality is for us, and what I want to just paint a picture of and to help us almost try to step this out, what it means for us in practice. Scripturally, we see the understanding of Sabbath as being, um, let me go back, a 24 hour period that results in deep rest and renewal. That was the whole part of it. It was the whole point of what Sabbath was about. God was calling his people to work. As humanity was created, we see that they were created to work. There was the the essence of working for six days, but yet in this period, this 24-hour, literal 24-hour period, it was a day that was set apart that resulted in deep rest and renewal. And the reason why and you probably would have seen it up on screen, the reason why I feel that this is such an alien concept to many, many, many people, particularly people still within the church today, is because we, we just live in a culture that's going through total burnout or exhaustion. Perhaps you might feel that even in your life, even sitting here today. I know I do. <laughs> this is why I want to be honest. And yet a big part of this is because we're just part of a culture that is just overworked people that haven't learned the principle of rest and what it is to stop working in the principle of Sabbath. The fatigue we face can be in different ways. It can be fatigue of the body. It can be fatigue of the mind. The fatigue of the body where we don't get as much sleep as we need. The fatigue of the mind where we don't have the, capa- the capacity to absorb or process the information that we face. The fatigue of the soul where we don't even have enough time to just spend time with God. And allow him to just speak into our lives. And so this is, this was, a I think it was by a guy, John Mark Comer, but this was a line that I'd read. I can't remember which book it was in. And he just simply, and it was read us. and he says the Sabbath is an invitation to a life that isn't dominated and distorted by overwork. Sabbath is an invitation to a life that isn't dominated and distorted by overwork. And here's, here's the beautiful thing. And so let me just go back to the beginning. From the opening pages of Scripture, in creation, we see the significance of a day of rest. So it says this in Genesis 2, verses 1 to 3, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This idea that in creation, um, human beings, When we see that in the days of creation, in day six, humans h- were created, and humanity was given the order to subdue, the earth was given a principle of working. And yet in this idea that, as, as we see in creation, set as part of that concept, was this day of rest. God creates the world in six days, and then on the day seven, he rests. And in this principle, God starts to reveal to his people, this is a good way for you to live. It's good to work. It's important that you work. Be yet it's important that you don't just work, 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 work all the time. It's important that you have this set inside, this day that was set apart. We're going to look at this as a day that was set apart as holy. It was consecrated unto the Lord. It was given unto him, this day that was given to him. And so in Exodus chapter 20, what we see in the verse that we read earlier on, what we see is that the children of Israel have come into this place where they have lived as slaves in Egypt. And in this place, when God now gives them the Ten Commandments, we now read these words that I looked at earlier. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day, as the Sabbath to the Lord your God, on it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested. On the seventh day, therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Here's what God was saying to the people. This is what God was saying to his people and is saying to us today in the essence and the beauty of Sabbath. God was telling people to imitate him. Right back what it was at the beginning as God had created the world And in these six days as God worked, but in the seventh day he rested, this was a time when God was telling his people once again and what it was to imitate him. Let me just say this as well. As God gives the law, what we see and recognize in this moment, he wasn't giving it to people in terms of how to get into relationship with God. These are guidelines that he was giving to people who already were in relationship with him. These are not things that we do somehow to almost make God like us any better. These are just guidelines given by a God who already loves us. It was uh, imitate me, listen to the way, learn from the ways that even as I made the world is what he was saying to his people. And so the command for Sabbath was given. But here's what happened. The children of Israel had been in slavery for, for years, hundreds of years. And as they're freed and as God leads them out of Egypt, leads them through the Red Sea, and they're now a free people. The thing that happens was that while they, were, they had been freed from Egypt, Egypt hadn't got away from them. The mindset and the understanding of how they had lived as slaves in Egypt was still inside them. And the mindset of how they just lived their lives, Egypt was still alive. And so what happened was that while God had spoke first about Sabbath in Exodus chapter 20, God has to speak again to them because they hadn't fully grasped this. So in Deuteronomy chapter five, God says these words, observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. It's very familiar to what it was before. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your town, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves. He said, remember that you once were slaves. Remember that this was how you had to do it before you were slaves in Egypt, and and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. This time, the command of Sabbath is not one of just imitation. This was liberation. This was you're free. God says this to us: "People, you're free." I think I have it as one of the verses, but you're no longer slaves in this way. You are free. You're, don't, don't yoke yourselves. Don't allow yourselves to be enslaved to anything. You're free in this way. And yet, what we hear and we see ourselves is just giving ourselves just to work. And we see it in culture, overwork. And work, and work, and work. And this is what he was trying to lead his people into. The phrase we hear the most in today's society when you ask someone how they're doing. If you walk past someone or you meet somebody, I, I find myself saying it as well. How you doing? You say, really busy. Do you ever hear people say that? Do you hear it coming out of your own mouth at times? How you getting on? About, oh, yeah, good, really busy. It's a phrase that we use almost as a, I don't know, is it as a medal or a token gesture? But yet, in the reality and the truth of it, is that we are sometimes too busy, even for what God is trying to lead us into. If you cannot stop your work for a 24-hour period, no matter how much you love it, it's simply an indication of your slavery of of slavery to your work. Let me say that again: if you cannot stop your work, no matter how much you love it for a 24-hour period, it's an indication of your slavery to your work, a slavery mindset that we have to it. No matter how much you love it, you can become a slave to it. People's addiction to work is due mainly to one of two reasons, obsession or oppression. We can be obsessed with our work or because of circumstances in our life where we feel we have to keep working. We have to keep working because in different ways, almost to to make more and more money, there's just different things that can result in this. Whatever the reason, The result is damage to your body, soul, and minds. And this is why, once again, we need to hear afresh and choose the invitation to Sabbath and the rest. Three things I'm going to just say on Sabbath, straight from Scripture. And then what I want to just simply do is just, just for five minutes is to talk to you about how, for years, me and my family have tried to practice this. How we've tried to live into it. And I want to almost just allow you to almost think for yourself what this means for you. And I want to be honest at the end to say about what we haven't done over the last while and what it's resulted in too. But three things just to say. Firstly, the first point is this. Sabbath is not something you simply do after working hard. Right? Sabbath is not something you simply do after working hard. The creation order was that we work out of rest. We need to realize that to be effective in our work and the things God has called us to, we need to do everything out of a place of rest. If you've the Bible with you, I don't have this on the screen, open up Genesis chapter 1 for me as God is creating the world. I'm reading from the NLT version, but it'll be phrased in the same way with yourselves. So even if we go as he's creating on the first day, so in verse 5, God called the light day, and the, this is chapter one, verse five, and the darkness night. An evening passed, a morning came, marking the first day. We get into the, the second day. Let me see where I've underlined this. There we go. In verse eight, God called the space sky. An evening passed, a morning came, marking the second day. We get into verse 13. An evening passed, a morning came, marking the third day. What we see in the truth of this is that as God ordered and structured a day, it began with the night. What we do in the rhythms of night and our rest and our sleep patterns, you know, you, many of us say, we've heard this phrase, we want to start the day well. And in our minds, we think the way that we start the day of the well is by having a good, healthy breakfast, maybe going for a walk. And yet what we see in the order and structure of this is God ordered and structured, you work out of rest. Evening and morning came, that was the first day. Evening and morning came, that was the second day. As God structured it, it was all framed of how we rest, how we sleep. This is an important part that God was trying to lead his people into, even from the opening pages of Scripture. We also see the reality of this is that humanity was created in day six in Genesis. And God has given them this command. He's given them; He's, he's delegated authority to humanity for them to be able to, to subdue and to work. And he gives them complete directions. And you can imagine this, that at the end of day six, as Adam... And as, as God has given everything to Adam, and as Adam then goes to sleep, and as he's ready, and as he wakes up the next day, you can almost imagine as God has given him this, this, these commands and told him how to work and what to do in the earth, you can imagine him waking up and ready to roll up his sleeves and to get at this. And yet, the very first day that God leads Adam into is Sabbath. <laughs> he's given him a direction to work, and yet, the first thing that God needs to teach him is how to rest. God needs to teach him how to Sabbath. You don't rest after just working hard. You work hard out, out of a period of rest and Sabbath. Everything flows from this point. This was the instructions that God was giving to his people. Second point is simply this. Sabbath is a day that moves us from production to presence. Rich Valotis again says this. We are often so used to producing that we forget to be present. The Sabbath then is a day of presence a day of being present to God, present to others, present to creation, and present to ourselves. I love, I love that quote. And yet this is, I suppose for us, this is why I'm going to just share a little bit at the end about how we've, as a family, have tried to practice this. But for me, I just feel that this is for us to see the fullness, even in this day and what it can mean for us, that this is much more... This is much more, this is, the, this is a beautiful part of being able to have the Sabbath together, coming and meeting together as believers and being able to worship the Lord together. But there's much more in how you can work out the fullness of this for yourself and being present with God. How do you get to be more and more present with God yourself personally, with friends, with family, with creation and the fullness of what it might mean. This is the significance of stopping work. Setting it aside, both paid and non-paid work, and an intentionality of saying, I'm stopping. I'm not going to work today. I'm not going to do something that feels exhausting or feels draining to me. I'm going to rest. Because in this, I realize that this is part of how I can come alive. And this is part of how my Father has led me. The third thing simply is this. Sabbath again pointed forward. It was the shadow of the one who would bring full rest. Jesus comes and lives and models perfect rest a non-anxious presence in existence. And he taught some key principles in this. Listen to what he says, just two or three verses. Jesus said this. He said, and the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. We're not here to almost make Sabbath right. Sabbath is here to make us right. We're not here in the Sabbath to almost again do something to please God. God was pleased to give us the gift of Sabbath. Sabbath allow us to begin to live fully is making sense yeah this is a gift that God has given us much more than just a religious day that we have set aside in the week where in my mindset growing up these are the days that you can't do certain things this is a day that leads us into all that we can do in the fullness of what Sabbath was about Matthew chapter 11 that other word that we had Sabbath and rest this is why Jesus says this come on to me so your, your title Jesus in everything come on to me All you who are weary and heavy laden, the authorized version will say, and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. What God wants to bring us into is a place of rest and life and fullness and for us to enjoy the life that he has for us. This is why Jesus says these words, this is a, if, if you speak to anyone in Manuel, manual, this is a verse that I just use repeatedly. But John 10, 10 principle is true. We have an enemy whose purpose is to steal, kill, and to destroy. This is why in the systems of the world that we have, it's just overwork, it's burdensome, it's putting on things, that just steals our rest and steals our peace. But yet Jesus says his purpose the fullness, and the reason why he came was that we would—he might lead us into an experience of life, in the fullest way possible, fullness of life. And part of how we get to step into fullness of life is in the principle of Sabbath. John Mark Comer simply says these words: "You can skip the Sabbath; it's not sin. It's just stupid." The point is that there is a way the Creator set creation up to thrive. The way that God set you up to thrive. And when we Sabbath, we tap into God's rhythm for human flourishing. This is part of how we get to flourish. And so let me, let me just show you just a couple of things. Now, then I want to just leave a bit of space and I want to pray for you. Because this is a, a personal way for you. Obviously, collectively as a church. Yes, this is an important part as we get to be present with one another. As the people of God together. But it's important for you to start to think, God, what does a rhythm of Sabbath look like for you? Can I also say something which, I, and I'm not trying in any way to come across as shocking, but I want to, I want to speak truthfully. For me and my family, I, we came to a part where we realized, particularly as a pastor in a church, which is a day when I'm working and I'm present with people, but it's a really busy day. It's a day it was really hard for me to Sabbath and perhaps you work in the same way. You maybe work as a doctor, maybe emergency services, whatever it might be, and this is a day of work. Listen, all I want to simply say is this, is that the principle of Sabbath for me, and this is why Jesus, even in that verse of the church in Colossae, is that we, it's not about the significance of that all has to happen today. I think that it's better when it can, because we can do it with the people of God. But this is where Jesus' grace and his truth speaks into this. If it can't be today, I want to ask, when is your literal 24-hour period? When is that time that you set aside? And so for me and my family, because this is a day and we we still come to church, we obviously, we still join with people together on a Sunday, but for us, we had to be intentional and to ask, how do we practice this? And so for our literal 24-hour period, this is what we simply did as a family. This is my Sabbath, the way we did it. It's Friday evenings. We we principal, so we set a 24-hour period from Friday evening to Saturday evening. And we intentionally said, as a family, this is when we're Sabbathing, practicing Sabbath as a family. My son's Josiah, and as part of that, I bring him to football. We, we hang out with friends on a Friday night. It's a time when we go out, we would eat food together. Saturday mornings, we usually get up and we make pancakes and different things together in that way. But it's an extra time. Obviously, yes, we obviously want to have devotion to the Lord every day. But this is a time when in the space that we've created, it's a time just to have an intentional rhythm and time with the Lord Set into that, Saturday breakfast, cinema, park walks with family, friends, time to play games, time to rest together. And this was an intentional part of this. And as we started to do this, as we started to do this, I remember my daughter, so my daughter Rose is now 10, but when she was eight, or maybe seven, I remember one of the times, like, because of that feeling of overwork, we have to work, we have to work. And there were certain things, I remember we knew as a family this, and we were practicing it. And the Saturday afternoon in my head of thinking, there's stuff that I have to do that I didn't get finished. And I'm going to sneak my laptop out, and I'm going to get at it. I'm going to do it. Because it's just like, if I don't do this, the world is going to stop. I think this was the thought in my head. I'm going to get at this. And I started just to type away. And my seven or eight-year-old daughter looked me in the eyes and like completely rebuked me, I think, in the name of the Lord. As she looked at me and she says, Daddy, what are you doing? this is when we practice Sabbath. Like, it was one of those ones where it's like, that's amazing that she's got it, but like, who, are, who is my seven-year-old daughter to start preaching to me on Sabbath? And it was just, it was one of those ones where it's just like, the laptop shut down. And it was like, she's so right. In this moment when I thought, oh, no, I need to get back to work. I didn't. I needed to do this. As a family, we practice really healthy with the rhythm of it, but yet this is what I was saying at the start. I realized that over this last while, this has been one of the things for us that has slipped with the intensity of everything. We've been moving house over about a two-year period, lots of different things going on, different things with church and all those sort of things. I, I also have a, a bit of a health condition. When I was 21, I got diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis, and it's a relapse and form of it I have, and so it would come and go in different ways, and, and this year past, I had another relapse, And uh, it was one of those ones that people were, just in conversations, people were saying, you know, my mom was coming up with different theories about why it was happening and all these different things, blaming blaming all my work and all those sort of things. She knows the busyness of it. And yet, chatting with my wife, I just realized this. I said, Laura, do you know what's a big part of this? Just stop the principle of Sabbath. We haven't been doing this. And so it's like, we haven't, we've been working flat out for like seven days a week. Just going, there hasn't been a p- moment of stop for us. There hasn't been a moment of retreat. There hasn't been a moment of rest. Because you see, God intentionally placed this rhythm of rest, this day, the 24-hour period, to sustain us so that you can get on with a lot of work. You can get a lot done. You can be productive. There's different things you can do, but it all flows out of this process and this place of rest. And all I simply want to do before Alan gets up, I, I just... Today, I just wanted you to be able to see from my heart my understanding of the gift of Sabbath to us, of, from the heart of a God and a Father who loves us and loves us as His people and His creation so much that He gave us the gift of Sabbath, this time to be able to stop, to be able to be present more with Him, to be present with people that we love, to be present with the church, to be present with one another, and to see the fullness there is and the joy that there is, that this isn't, again, not something that it just, that all about the things that we can't do, which me as a young eight-year-old boy, that was all that I was focused around, the things that I can't do, but all that this releases us into about the things that we can, and so I'm gonna pray in a little second, but all I would just love for you to do, just go, can we just close our eyes? Let's just close our eyes together this morning. And all I want us to simply do, just as we finish, just for you personally, just to invite God through his spirit who is alive inside of us, just to lead us to intentionally think about how how you practice this. Maybe you've never intentionally thought about Sabbath in, in that way. Maybe you're like me and you had, but you'd stopped and forgotten. I just want you to begin to think, and this is an important conversation if you're here as a married couple, if you're, as families, to be able to talk this out together, what it means for you all together, but in an invitation way, when you ask God just personally just to, to lead you into this, into the fullness of this, And yet, Jesus, in this series, Jesus, in everything, I thank you for those words that you said that you were Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus, this was about you. It was for you. It's because of you. God, thank you for the gift that this is to us as humanity. Father, we're sorry for the times when we just neglect your ways. We think that our ways are better. God, I just pray that you would lead us into that. Pray, Lord, for individually, for families, God, for homes, God, Lord, for this church family, God, that this would be an intentional rhythm, God, in principle. Lord, that we would just live into more and more and more, that we would be a people that would live into and experience the rest, the Sabbath, the gift that you have for us, but out of that, God, to enjoy the life that that brings to us, God, and, and everything. God, I pray there would just be an, an increase, God, in productivity, God, and life, God, even in our work. God, I pray for each of the businesses that are represented in this room. God, I pray, Lord, just for all the different jobs that are represented. God, I just pray, Lord, that from this place, God, from intentional choosing, God, to just rest, sabbath well god there would come just the just the increase of life that that could bring to us And so jesus we just thank you for your ways as a people we want to submit ourselves to your ways god as your people as your sons and daughters so thank you for the gift of sabbath lead us into it god we pray today in jesus name amen